we back. R2C2, another week. What's good, guys? Man, I thought my office looked good with my Emmys, and we just added a fourth one behind me. But uh, <laughs> I just got the fourth one. Yeah, and I got your cleats, but I don't know. Your office at MLB looks pretty good, see? Hey, it's a... Uh... It's, it's, it's nice. It's, it's, a, it's a good perk of the gig, guys. <laughs> very nice. Very nice. If people want to see that office, they're going to have to watch on YouTube. Because, see, in a moment, we're going to talk to Dansby Swanson, get us ready for opening day, the new shortstop of the Cubs, who was with the Braves, and is just an interesting, terrific listen, has awesome perspective on the rule changes. But we're also going to do a deeper dive into just the start of the season, our award predictions on YouTube. So if you want to see that, make sure you go to our YouTube page. It's just R2C2 on YouTube. You know, just to really briefly touch on some of what we're going to touch there exclusively, see, I think I'm so excited to see gameplay this year because of the way the rules have worked in spring training. Yeah, man, the pace of the game has been amazing. And it's not just shaving time off the game. I think that's what a lot of people are, you know, upset about or like, hey, we don't need to, you know, use a clock because the games don't need to be shorter. The fuck they don't. The games need to be shorter. <laughs> and, and it's not even that the games need to be shorter. We just need to cut out a lot of the bullshit that goes around. Yes. The walking around the mound, the walking around the, the batter's box, the batting gloves, digging in the box, all of that type of shit needs to go, needs to go. And I feel like the clock is doing that and, and, and a really good job of it. And, you know, for me, my prediction was that the hitters are going to have a, a, a bigger problem than the pitchers. Yeah. And that's been the problem so far. You know, the hitters have been, you know, felt like they've rushed. But um, I love it. And, and I don't really necessarily worry about the game time. You know what I'm saying? It's just the it's more action. I'm getting the more action quicker and the pace of the game is better, man. I don't care if the game's three and a half, four hours long. I just want action. If, if if shit's moving, you don't care how long the game is because you ain't got to flip the channel because it ain't, you know what I mean? Like, right. it's, it's, it's a good pace and I love it. Well, that's a people. So I had friends who used to be like, oh, that movie's three hours. And I'd be like, if it's a good movie, I don't care. No like, problem. You got no yeah. problem going to watch fucking any Marvel movie that's three hours. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, exactly. <laughs> if it moves, if it's, if it's, you know, Infinity War, I'm good. You yes. know, like if it's Star it's, Wars, I'm good. Yes, 100%. <laughs> I um I think that the the interesting thing is there is also a benefit to the time just being shaved down like uh, as I say that and I do believe that if it's entertaining and it moves with pace I am always going to be enraptured in it and enthralled and I'll stick with it but there's something before the event that I think helps knowing that on average it's going to be 20 25 30 minutes shorter than normal there's just something about even stepping foot through the door that feels less intimidating when you know that it's going to take up more like two and a half hours of your time rather than three hours of your time and i feel like families will get back to the ballpark you know yeah. where kids will be able to go to the ballpark earlier in the season during the school year because the game if if, if you got a six thirty game game will be over by 9, 930. You know what I mean? Like you can justify going to the ballpark with your kids on a school night. The game's over at 930. If you if you got a with no rules and no pitch clock, game's over at 1030. You know what I'm saying? 10 o'clock, yeah. 1030. You're not going to take your kids to the park during the, during the school year. So I think it's just going to help just the fan base in general and get, you know, younger fans to the ballpark earlier in the season. Um, I think this is going to help families for sure. 
I agree. Speaking of families, and we'll get it more into this too in our uh, season preview on YouTube, on our R2C2 YouTube page. How about Anthony Volpe and that moment in the dugout with his family? And see, I applaud the Yankees for making the move, having Volpe start at shortstop, because it was very clear he won the job if it was a competition. And I think there was an assumption that, well, the Yankees aren't going to do that. They like to finish off their minor leaguers' development before they get them to the big leagues. And I give them credit for saying, no, this guy is ready. He's earned it. It's exciting. Let's do it now. And I think he's going to make an impact. Yeah, no, I I mean, I give the Yankees credit, but I want to give Anthony Volpe credit for coming into spring training (laughs) and and with all this pressure, understanding that, you know, what he needed to do to come in and and start in the big leagues and being able to to go out and do that. I mean, that's not easy to do, guys. You know what I'm saying? Having six weeks – to prove yourself to make the big league club. Like I went through that my very first year. It's not, it's not fun. It's not easy. Um, so I want to commend him for being able to go and handle himself in this New York market and being able to make the team out of spring training. This is an incredible feat for him. You know what I mean? I mean, we give you the Yankees credit. Yeah, but you got to give the player credit. This guy right. went out, earned his spot electric. I mean, if it was up to me, I would, I would, I would lead him off opening day. I know they're going to hit him. Right, I agree. I would, I would lead him off. Like, what's the point of hitting him ninth? Like, let the kid go. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, I'm excited to see him. I think it's, it's something that we haven't seen in, in the Bronx in a long time, where it's just a youth movement where, you know, you got a young kid that's ready to go, comes up, starting opening day. Um, the fan base should, should be excited about this. I think the fan base is electrified by this, and I cannot wait to see his name announced Thursday at Yankee Stadium. We will get into this a little more on our YouTube exclusive. See, I know you're also going to be locked in to me calling the women's Final Four Friday and Sunday and Caitlin Clark going up against South Carolina. Dude, I'm loving seeing the way the entire sports world has taken to Caitlin Clark. Yeah, I mean, anytime you got a 40-point triple-double in a tournament, guys, you go, <laughs> I mean, the sports world's going to take to you. You know what I'm saying? She's ridiculous, man. Yeah, she's ridiculous. It's crazy. <laughs> Her range, um, just watching her skill level, just watching all these women's skill level though in college basketball across the board is incredible. Um, so, I mean, yeah, uh, Friday night is going to be a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, it is. And this is going to be a lot of fun to listen to. Dansby Swanson getting us ready for opening day. New shortstop for the Cubs. Of course, won a World Series with the Braves a couple seasons ago. He's an insightful dude interesting he had some different thoughts on the rule changes which made for some interesting back and forth in conversation and also some really interesting insights on dating or not dating but dating being engaged and now married to maybe the best player on the u.s women's soccer team right now mallory swanson formerly mallory Pugh, who has just been unbelievable some really interesting thoughts with dansby swanson so without further ado here's dansby swanson on r2c well, Dansby, welcome back to the pod, man. We loved having you last time, and we're pumped to have you again this time as a member of the Chicago Cubs. Thanks for being back. Man, you ain't got a lot of me like that. Y'all know, y'all know that uh, that wasn't that good on the, on the pod the last time. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. No way, Bro. man. We, yeah. we, we both walked away and we were like, 
dang, Dan's be can talk. He's good, man. Like he's it, an interesting dude. It really was oh, awesome. <laughs> nah, He's just like, to hear. You can talk. <laughs> <laughs> but the perspective, just from the U Sports side, what we were talking the last time, and like mm-hmm. letting kids understand your journey, and you know, it's not always the you know the, the greatest road to take. You know what I'm saying? So to f- yeah. to be able to to you to be able to explain that on the pod, I think was huge for fans. To, to, you know, listening to this, it was great. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, it's uh, it's it's so funny, man. The way of the world, how it's changed. I mean, shoot, we were just talking about like. Vandy baseball and just like you see trajectories of different programs and how things come to be and all that stuff. It's cool, man. So last time uh, we chatted with you, Dansby, you had recently proposed. Now you are recently married. A lot of life changes. Recently married. You get a, you get a big deal to sign with the, the Cubs. You moved on from your from your, your hometown Braves and your championship team there. Uh, first of all, let's start with the wedding. An enchanted mm-hmm. forest wedding, is that right? Is that is that your your description of the wedding? <laughs> that's uh, the, that that's the description that that was researched for us. Would you say that is an accurate description of the wedding? This is, this is how I assisted in wording what our wedding was like, and it was to me it was elegantly simple. It was, nice. we had nice stuff, but it was super simple. And that's how, shoot, that's how we like to live our lives anyway. It's like, I'm cool with having nicer stuff, but I just want to keep everything like as simple as can be. I don't want to like be flashy. I don't want to be over the top. We don't want to, you know, like we don't want to be those people that like, you know, like we live a very like comfortable life and that's that. Like don't spend much money on anything, you know? So, but yeah, the wedding man, it was literally like, it was the best day of my life for sure. Like awesome. it's the only time that you can have all of like you and your wife's people in the same spot at the same time. And I'll go ahead and tell you this. It got, it got ratchet real quick at our wedding. <laughs> like, like, I, and, and me and Mal were on like, we're going to have a DJ and we're literally, it's going to be like a high school party in terms of like, it's going to be like an ox. Like it's not going to be like we're mixing stuff. So one of my good friends, his name's Pi. Um, so we DJ Pi. DJ uh, Pi. Yeah, DJ Pi was was running things, and we just go up there and just like literally request songs. And man, I tell you what, like we did first dances, you know, me and her, her and her dad, me and my mom, and then we started off a little slow, just like every wedding is. But I'm telling you, like fourth song in, I just hear <laughs> Pi come over the mic, and he goes uh ladies and gentlemen i'm i'm sorry but i was not able to find uh an edited version of this next song so i'm just saying sorry in advance and he started playing freestyle by little baby and after that man it was like it was like over like it was like like we just man it was ratchet for the next like three hours i pretty much performed what's your fantasy like on stage man it got it was we were wilding for sure (laughs) that's dope (laughs) <laughs> that is fantastic. Well, and and Dansby, correct me if I'm wrong. And by the way, uh, officially that description was from People Magazine. Just so you know. Okay. Um, okay. But, <laughs> but, but it, did it, it? Is it true that Waffle House catered the after party? That is very factual. Oh, wow, that's, amazing, that's the man. way to go, that's right a there. Big league move, right oh, there. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, that's like we were. Man, we were talking. You know, how people do like gift bags and like you know all that stuff when you show up to the wedding and they do it kind of like specific to where you're doing it 
we're just like kind of thinking through things like, okay, what could we do that's like Atlanta based that would be good to kind of like incorporate into a, like a, a gift or whatever. And I've gotten to know this guy named Walt uh, Emmer at Waffle House. And so we're like, you know what? Like we want to throw a little after party after the reception because you can only go to a certain time based on like curfew and everything. So they were, so I hit him up and I was like, what are the possibilities? And he's like, yeah, absolutely. So they like basically brought in uh, like a little crew and set up in this little lake house that we had rented. Uh, <laughs> and man, it was, it was like the highlight, I think of everyone's night, honestly, like it was, it brought everybody back to life. Like, and like how you can't complain, like the Waffle House, man, like Waffle House is the goat. That's all. That's, that's the end of every night. Good night though. You know what I mean? Like the end of every epic night ends at Waffle House. Yes. Yes. (laughs) That is tremendous. Now, uh, Dansby, your, your wife, Mallory, now, Mallory Swanson, Mallory Pugh, we previously knew, knew her as, obviously, in her outstanding soccer career. She just had a ridiculous, uh, she believes, cup. I think scored eight goals in the last six games she's had. And it says Swanson on her jersey mm-hmm. now. And I'm wondering for you, man, how cool is that watching another Swanson dominate in athletics the way that your wife is? So. So funny story about the, so one day I I hit, you know, I was checking the ESPN out as I do like every 20 minutes just to see if anything new is happening. (laughs) And I'm scrolling and I see like Leeds U.S. team, you know, or something like that. And I, I, I swear, I, I said, I'm playing for the USA team. I realized I I was like, oh man, I completely forgot, like, like in a way, like it's so new to us too, you know. And yeah. even she's like, I mean, I'm trying, I'm like working to like get used to it. And but I mean, it was such a cool. It's it's been so amazing. Um, obviously, number one, like being able to watch her, like achieve at the level that she is right now is just it's so special, man. Like being supportive, like to her through good times, bad times, and um, you know, just kind of seeing everything that she like all the work she's put in. Uh, the things that she's gone through, the things that she's gone through that people don't know about. I mean, there's just so much stuff, right, um, mm. that you see from, like, your your wife and your loved ones that uh, no one else would see. Um, and she, I mean, she's handled it, like, first class, and she's done so much work on herself, like, both, you know, obviously, like, physically, mentally, spiritually, like, you name it. Like, she's in such a great spot and, and put her faith in the right things. And um, it's just, it's truly amazing watching her play and then the the changing of the jersey part was uh, like a conversation we had had as well because it's it's not to say it's rare but i mean it just doesn't happen as much because she had built such a brand really mm. um for herself as as mallory pew um you know and we had had some conversations about like you know should i change it should i not and i mean i just kind of said like we're committing to each other right you know like we are committing our lives to one another, um, you know, to serve God's purpose together. Like we can't pick and choose, you know what I mean? Mm. Like we can't pick and choose what it is, you know, that we're trying to represent. Like we just, it's a full out commitment. And, um, you know, she, we obviously agreed about that. And here we are, Swanson number nine. Very cool, <laughs> man. I, I got a great scenario. I just thought of for you, Dansby. Great scenario. Now I, I'm very, I'm very familiar 
with the uh, dates of the Women's World Cup this summer because I think I've told you in the past maybe Megan Rapinoe is one of my close friends. Mm-hmm. I want to. I'm probably going to go over to New Zealand or Australia at some point because it's going to be her last World Cup. Want to want to see a game or two. Still trying to figure it out, but that's that's at least the working plan. And then I started thinking about like, oh, maybe Dansby Dansby will be there. And then I thought, no, he won't be because he'll be in season. And then I thought of this. Let's say the Cubs are 25 games under 500, okay? it's And we don't want this scenario to happen, my What type we don't of want, fucking scenario is this? Don't even start this scenario. I don't know. This Dan's scenario me. is trash already, no, guys. No, no, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Let, let's say this. See, I'll give you a better one. I'll give you the flip. The Cubs are 25 games over 500. You have an 11-game lead in the division. You have the – it looks like you're definitely on your way to having the best record in the National League, Right. Is there any chance you lobby <laughs> to get over there? Because it's not a quick trip. This is why it's really interesting, right? Is there any is there any scenario in your mind where you can lobby to get over there? All right, I'm just gonna go ahead and say this, Season. You gonna you gonna laugh when I say this? <laughs> My boy's been involved in the NBA too much. That's that scenario was so trash from the beginning. Like, no, you know, <laughs> Dan Spee's right. It's a very NBA scenario. <laughs> no NBA man, it hurts. Like, I'm like, man, you're talking about a guy that played 162 games last Literally year. Literally 162 games. Yeah, I played them all, and like. Up or down don't matter. Like the whole purpose is, you know, and see snows. Like when you build good culture and you want to build like a winning environment, like everything's about winning all the time. Like it doesn't matter what it is. Uh, it's funny. Me and uh, Cliff Floyd, he was out here at the beginning of spring, and we were talking. It's like, man, like this ain't even about like competing. Like people, people get it twisted sometimes. Like it's not about just competing, and it's not just always about doing your best. Like kind of like fairy tale for me like no this is about winning like whether you play your best or or don't play your best all that matters is at the end of the day if you have more runs after nine innings than the other team like that's all that matters and you know really instilling that into the cubs and into what we're trying to build and all those kinds of things like man there ain't no scenario in which i can go to australia and i i it pains me because like i hate that i will not be able to to be there and the day that i was going to sign my contract i was talking to tom ricketts and i'd even made the joke about like hey man do i get like pto like uh, <laughs> you know at the end of like july or whatever and we just started laughing and uh, you know it, it stinks but uh you know she's gonna go crush it they're gonna do they're gonna do so well so but but you know what's cool though is like that being your wife and you being able to be in interested in like invested in the world cup how you know how ryan like we get invested in the world cup Mm -hmm. as players when it's during the summer so for for dansby and his teammates it's gonna be even cooler to have his teammates watching his wife in the world cup you know what I mean? Like him still to be yeah. being able to do his thing and being with his guys and watching yeah. his wife maybe on the big screen at, at Wrigley. You know what I'm saying? Like that that's yeah. like that's a dream scenario. Not fucking being up by twenty five games of going yeah, right. to New Zealand. Like yeah. being able to watch her in Wrigley with his guys during BP is you know what I mean? Like that'll be everybody in Cub Nation or in in in, the, in Wrigleyville will will know, you know, Mally Swanson's playing for Team USA. And that's, man, that's the one thing I've learned, too, about Chicago fans. And, like, I think – I'm sure y'all probably seen, like, I think things get twisted, you know, when you talk about, like, fan bases, this and that, because 
people like assume that when I talk about Cubs fans, like I hate on Braves fans. Like Braves fans are tremendous. Like I don't understand where people get that from. Like I'm an Atlanta kid. You know what I mean? So if yeah. I'm talking bad about Atlanta fans, I'm literally trashing myself. <laughs> so like, so I think people get that part twisted. But like Chicago people, it's just, it's a different level of like, it's a different tier in terms of like the care level. Like even Cubs ownership stuff was talking to me about like, they want to throw like big watch parties for like the world cup stuff. You know what I mean? That's like so for cool. like fans and everything like that, just that that's like, it blew my mind. Like I didn't even, I didn't even think of that, you know, and, the, and they want to do stuff around like her because, you know, we're both in Chicago and it's just like, it's truly amazing. Just like the, the level of like intimacy that the fan base has for its players. And um, that obviously we have for the city of Chicago, it's like, it's such an amazing place to be, man. I couldn't um, couldn't have scripted any better for myself. Um, you know, God has God has done so much for us, and we like we prayed about this decision, man, for months and months. You know, and each day it just started to get clearer and clearer, and you know, we felt like we were put in the place that we were supposed to be. So, can't argue with that. And, and the Cubs are a first class organization, top to bottom, like you said, mm-hmm. just being so intimate with their players, but. I mean, they they really are involved with everything that you have going on. I mean, I, I spent a couple of days there in the summer, um, and Fergie Jenkinson got a got a statue outside mm-hmm. of of Wrigley, and just the way that the the ownership treated him like family is just something that you want to be a part of. You know what I mean? And even me being an ex player outside, you know, looking in that organization, the way they treated me coming in and you know walking around the stadium and just you know everything is just just there for you. So it's, it's first class in the way they treat, you know, yeah. their players and former players. No, man, it's crazy. Like the day we, the day we were up there and we were going to sign, we were standing in the locker room and the weather was not great out. This was like mid December, probably the week before Christmas. And uh, we're standing there talking, like getting ready to go up. And Tom Ricketts came down and we were like, man, like you didn't need to come. You know what I mean? Like I wouldn't have thought anything of it if you didn't but he like wanted to make it a point to come and to introduce himself. But like the crazy thing is like he, when he shook my wife's hand, when he shook my parents' hands, like he already knew their names, you know, mm. and like introduced himself and like, Hey, you know, uh, Mrs. Swanson, like Miss Nancy Swanson, like I'm Tom Ricketts, like nice to meet you. Like he knew already, which just, it just kind of spoke volumes to me of just like this guy's worth, billions of dollars you know but he deems it important to know my family and to come introduce himself to take time out of his busy day i'm sure busy for him like take time out of his busy day to be able to just be there for that moment was i mean that was so cool like it was just it just kind of shows you everything that that this place is about now dansby you obviously you ended up getting an incredibly lucrative deal and, you know, you, you set your family up forever with that kind of contract. That's always going to be part of the motivation, right? But you admitted, you said like, hey, you weren't sure at first whether or not Chicago was the right fit for you. What in the process, I know you said you prayed on it a lot with Mallory. What made you confident that, no, the Cubs are the right fit for where I'm going? Um, I mean, kind of a... Uh originally when we had talked about Chicago, like kind of leading into free agency, it was kind of like, uh, eh, like 
No. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Like, eh. And <laughs> then I met with then I met with Jed Carter and Rossi, the manager. And I was like, okay, like I can see the vision now. You know what I mean? Because see, it's like you know, when you look at a big league team, you're like, I know if they can play or not. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's so funny too because I've said this kind of quietly around camp of like I didn't even really like the way like Cubs people acted like over the last <laughs> week. Like, you know what I mean? Like like it was like too loose and fun for me. Like yeah. I'm I'm pretty old school. Like I'm all about my business. I enjoy it, but like like it seems like a it seems fun. like a party, right? You know yeah, what I right, mean? Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like and because that's what the fans do, and I'm like, I don't want to represent that part. I want to represent like blue collar we're going to do this thing each and every day and so I, was, I started to kind of see like okay like got some really good players you know what i mean like in 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 the minor leagues coming up and this was obviously before like hosmer and mancini and and tucker barnhart and like some of these in boxberger and some of these guys that we you know i think uh jamo which you you probably know Steve jameson mm-hmm. he had just signed and you could like kind of see like dang like between Stroh, him, some of the young pitchers, like we got a chance to be pretty good. And then they said we started praying about it more and more. And then the connection about my grandfather. And it was just like all these things like started taking place. It was like, wow, like there's so much more in store for us here than we could have ever imagined. Mm-hmm. And like we are, we're just called to be here. I don't know what's going to unfold here, but I know that this is where we're supposed to be. And that's really all the conviction that we need. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, it's been, yeah. It's, been a, it's been a dope transition. Yeah. And for those who don't know, Dan's been referencing his grandfather, and obviously, correct me if I'm wrong, Dansby, but you used to always play baseball with him. He'd hit you grounders every day. You go to his house, and he was a Braves fan, but his second favorite team was the Cubs, and he would always have the games on at his house on WGN. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And... uh yeah, so he, like, I'd always be like, Pops, like, why are you watching the Cubs, man? He just, like, loved baseball so much, and they were always on. They were on WGN. So he always just kind of had, like, an affinity towards the Cubs. And um, he had passed – so he passed away the day after we, Mal and I got married, which is just, oh, like, wow. wild. Wow. Yeah, like, and it, we were we were just – I mean, we cried a ton on that Sunday, and it was like, welcome to marriage, honey. Like, first day yeah. of marriage, like, we're already yeah. dealing with something like this, you know, and – um. But I mean, it just, you know, it was, we were on, we were on the honeymoon and we were at dinner talking about one night and both of us, we were just talking about free agency and just like the scenarios. And like when my wife feels something, like when she feels like she, she, she's like a feeler, like, uh, uh, like she can sense and just feel things like it just comes to her differently. And she started crying and she started going through the story about like pops and, and, like the, what she was feeling like spiritually about like the connection and everything. And it was just like, we felt so led to Chicago, like bit after bit after bit, man, it was uh, truly amazing. Like the, the, the door and how it was open for us. Very cool. Dansby. Uh, I, we got to ask you um, about the rule changes. Cause C and I have uh, just been delighted watching the pace of play this spring. What has it been like for you playing with the new rule changes in MLB? Um, 
I'm just here so I won't get fined. Uh, yeah. Oh, you don't nah, like no, it? No, no, no. Say it. Say yeah, it. go we for it, Dan. We, we love we all love right. other opinions uh, on this. Intentions are great. I think the execution is poor. And the reason I say that is because, number one, the, the generic concept that I do not understand is how you can have a, a essentially a pitch clock, right, or a shot clock, or a play clock, but you don't have an actual game clock. Does that make sense? So, like, yeah. the NBA yeah. and the NFL, they have a game clock, right, for the shot clock. You know, like, so they can tailor it out. And so I think that that's where I get a little bit of, like, my issue is if we're going to do that, like, we're just doing that to, like, cut down game time. And so there's, you know – there's not as much intention as I wish there would be. However, I do like it because I think we would all agree that the games are too long. Right. And I think that to keep better rhythm, I like fan interaction, all that, like I get it, but you want better rhythm in the game. So a pitch clock kind of helps establish a rhythm because there's penalty behind it. Um, I think that they need to change the time because 15 seconds sees for it's so fast. It is like you're out of breath hitting fast, which is not supposed to happen. Yeah. Um, so I think that they could. I think they that they could change uh, the length. I think it could be like twenty and twenty five, or even like twenty and twenty four. I think that that makes the most sense. Um, defensive shifting. I have. I kind of have mixed opinions. I really it doesn't bother me one way or the other. I think that some of the stuff is a little silly um, because. I think that they need to change language on the shifting things. And I've been trying to tell every umpire this instead of saying you can't be in the grass. I think it should be, you have to be on the dirt. And the reason I say that is because for 150 years, people have started on the grass and gone to the dirt and walked into the dirt. You can't do it no more. It's illegal. But Well, so they, they've, they've, they've kind of interpreted where like you can start. And then if you walk in as the pitch is being thrown, then it's fine. No, but like no. so, some certain umpires have been have been calling it that way, and then certain umpires have been saying you can have your heels on the grass. So we have we we went like back to MLB, and we've been saying that they're gonna change it. And now, and it used to be reviewable. It was reviewable. So like, mm -hmm. say Strowman's in the seventh inning, right? You start with your heels on the grass. Y'all get a double play out of the inning. The yep. Cardinals could review that. And then you go back and play and play that all over again. You know what I'm saying? So they took that out. They took the review part out, or they're taking the review part out. And I think they're gonna they're gonna say where well, you can start on the grass and lean into the dirt. Yeah, because at the end of the day, like what? Because if you say you just have to have something on the dirt, that 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 essentially takes away the whole like you can't play somebody in shallow right field because they could never touch the dirt. You know? So I, I mean, like I said, a little bit of like the the language stuff. I think could be changed um, because the thing of the day, like baseball is not that technical of a game, right? Like there's so much like flow to our game and so much like, you know, chess pieces that go into the game. So it doesn't really bother me too much about, um, you know, not being able to shift the bigger bases is honestly, whatever it doesn't, that doesn't bother me at all either. Um, so I think intentions are right. I just think at times, like, I think we all wish that there was a little bit of like easier dialogue, um, and like kind of understanding like the true reasons as to why things get changed because Cease, as you know, like 
anytime someone has like unilateral power and just says it and does something like there's going to be pushback all the time instead of just like open and honest communication and collaboration with players. Yeah, I think yeah but I, I, I think, think, I, think I, can't, I can't blame this one on Rob though, bro. I, I think that, that, no, that this not, was I'm coming. Not. No, no, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I think that this was coming a long time ago and like the union didn't really inform y'all of like how MLB could implement this and wanted to implement this a long time ago. So like help with the dialogue and getting everybody on board. I think right now yeah. the way that we went about it was just to, to, to call it by the letter of the law. Like this is how to let this is how it how it's going and let's call it this way. So like all of this shit could get hashed out in spring training. So a game could end how it did in the Braves and the whoever yeah, was playing that game. Yeah. So Manny could get banged right at the beginning. So all of this shit could happen so that we could have dialogue right now to get some of this stuff right. You know what I'm saying? I think mm -hmm. as a as a matter of fact, Rob and Raru are in Arizona right now talking to teams and just getting you guys' feedback on like What's what you guys actually feel? What's too long? If a pitcher, like I know guys have been complaining about if a pitcher has to cover first base or backup bases, like when does the clock start? If you call yep. timeout, if you call timeout while you're hitting, then you get the timeout. And then when you get back in the box, the 20 seconds starts, right? Right. So I think they're going to change that to where like if you call timeout, then it's 30 second timeout for everybody. And then you have to be back in the box looking yeah. up with eight seconds to go so yeah. that a guy can't just, so after you call timeout a guy can't just hold set and then when you get back in the box throw a pitch yeah like because i mean you saw those videos like scherzer and stuff like yeah like and, that and there's gonna be guys who are gonna try and exploit that and so i think that it's, it's gonna be big for the umpires to be able to like have our backs in a way because sometimes man like you get in the box and something just don't feel right you know what i mean like you get in there and maybe something in the the box had moved and you're kind of like standing on you know like a clump or something you got yeah. time to fix it and so it's like, okay, I used my one time out, and then now I don't want to, like, get screwed over in my AB because the pitcher can just essentially even further dictate the at-bat. You know what I mean? Like, I mm -hmm. think that that part is that, – that's some of the stuff that kind of, like, bugs me a little bit. Um, it, it was a game. Know, like, it was a Pittsburgh, and, and, and Ryan, you called this game. The oh, Pirates, yeah. <laughs> Pirates and Yankee game. And Mark Wagner, he didn't really call it by the letter. He just had feel for the game. He was letting, like, guys do landscaping like Dansby's talking about. He would stop the clock at certain times. And I even told you, I was like, man, that game feels like a little long, but it was still under three hours. You know what I'm saying? It was mm -hmm. still 247, but but he had a good feel for the game and, and, and the clock and, like, letting guys get their grace period, whether it's doing landscaping on the mound, in the dugout, I mean, in the box, all those different things. Right, right. So it's just, it's going to have to, the umpire's going to have to have feel too a little bit, which kind of sucks because then you're putting the human element back into it because then they can screw right. a guy that they don't like. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, I, I think that the 247 is about, like to me, that's about the right length of a baseball game. You know yeah. what I mean? And like, that's where to me with where, where the clock is at now, it's almost like too fast. Because mm -hmm. baseball is... Speak for yourself, like, Dansby. I, <laughs> baseball is, a uh, to me, it's an hour every three innings. You know what I mean? So it's right at a three-hour clip. And like two, 220, 230 is a little too fast. Like I think average game time should be probably around like the 247, 250-ish mark. Essentially, we're trying to get rid of the four-hour, nine-inning games. Like, yes. Mark, you know yes. what I mean? Um, or even the three three and a half hour nine in games are crazy. But yeah. even just like yeah. for me, like watching all these games with the clock and spring training, and then now watching WBC, I'm like, fuck, I need the clock. Bro, I, was, <laughs> I was watching. I'm like, well, it, you just realize like there's so much unnecessary stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, and and I think that it, it, there's 
there's going to just need to be some tinkering because like, even like when I get in the box, like I get in the box and like, I kind of have my thing and I'm not, I don't look up yet. So I'm like trying to figure out a little bit of like new speed or how do I get in and be alert by eight seconds, but still be in my routine. Um, I think that that's been a little bit of like a challenge for me so far is like, how am I going to get in and like, just be ready to hit and not kind of do, cause I, I'm a little fidgety, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like no more was kind of the same way. I don't I'd obviously do it as much, you know, like grab my pull in and tap my toes all the time. But there is something to be said about a little bit of like somewhat of a routine. And sometimes the clock is so fast and, you know, now with the pitch con, the pitchers get the pitches super quick. Mm-hmm. So they're ready. And when you get in, it's almost like you don't even have time to like really get set up which is going to be like kind of like the interesting thing of like, okay, if that's how it's going to be. I obviously need to like work on it and like make my adjustment. And then, bro, it was so funny because obviously like the first two days, everyone was just complaining, man. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Me too. I'm like, yeah, I literally yeah. told one of the umpires one day, I, t- I said, it was Jim Wolf. I said, Jim, I'm not even enjoying myself. I was like, this is <laughs> I was like, I hate this. And, but I told everyone, I said, all right, hey, I'll give you like 72 hours to like complain as much as you want because after that we got three things you got three choices number one you can keep like bitching and complaining that ain't helping nobody mm-hmm. number two you can just embrace it and we can figure out a way to best use this system to our advantage mm-hmm. which is the best option and number three or we could just all collectively decide we just won't play Did you so, say we're I was, done I was like, we got three <laughs> things to do okay so you pick option one two or three yeah, I, 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 Dansby, I can tell you this. I want to be mindful of your time. I know you got a big tea time coming up. We want oh, to let yeah. you go enjoy that birthday present. But I can tell you this. When you got a, re- a reservation at Oriole <laughs> after a day game at Wrigley Field, you are going to love the pitch clock, man. With all the day games you're about to play with the clubs, the Cubs, you are going to love that pitch clock man. and <laughs> the restaurants sure in Chicago. That's the spot, by the way. If you haven't eaten at Oriole yet in Chicago, it's unbelievable. Hey, what, what was your favorite place in Chicago? Me, Gibson's, bro. I just always, I just kept it simple. Yep, just the steakhouse. What kind of food is Gibson's? Steakhouse. Oreo and Gibson's. Okay. And then they got Rosebuds. It's an Italian spot. Okay. Have you been to uh, Travoli Tavern? No. Bro, the place is gas. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Travoli Tavern. I'm, I'm actually going there. I'm, go- I'm going to Chicago on Saturday for a signing, so I'll, I'll check there. it out. Yeah, there, uh, the vets, the vets, steakhouses, fire, and then, yep. uh, obviously, Chicago cuts like a staple. Cause, oh, yeah, because uh, Dave always takes care of everybody. You know, he's a he's a big he's a big uh, Chicago guy, so he always takes care of us. Um, but yeah, I mean, man, there's so much good food in Chicago. Like that's like the one thing with Mal and I. Like we when we were up there, it's so easy to eat from the same place because they're all good, and we're like. You could like you could eat something different every day, yeah. and you wouldn't even get through all the good food. You know what I mean? Like it's yep. just wait till you're there so. and it's taste of Chicago, bro, in the park, and it's gonna be. I mean, that's the that's the best weekend in the summer. I'm telling you. I, I am gonna have to find me some uh, some good old Southern cooking though, because your boy can't go too long without without good old Southern cooking. You know they got yeah. it on the South Side. You know they got it on the South Side. Oh, I, yeah, because <laughs> Mountain Stadium down there, so I'm gonna go pick up. You know. Need some fried chicken and collard greens on the way down for sure. There you go. There you go. Need it. Need it. <laughs> well, Dansby, we always appreciate the time, man. Congratulations on the new deal, on the marriage, 
Um, and uh, we look forward to talking to you again soon. You're one of our favorites. Absolutely. Appreciate it. Yeah, whenever y'all want, I'm back. We'll check Appreciate back in, you. see how you're feeling about that pitch clock a couple months in and what restaurants. <laughs> <are paying. laughs> All right, y'all be good. Appreciate you. All Thanks, right, enjoy golf, bro. Yeah. Great combo with Dansby. He is he's a really interesting guy. Clearly someone who could be a podcast host himself. Yeah, but I don't think he would be interested in that. You know what I'm saying? Like I think like he can he's really good at talking and explaining himself and getting fans and people to understand his perspective and and you know what he's thinking. I just think he'll be too busy to get into a podcast. You know what I mean? Like this guy after he's done playing is going to be head baseball ops maybe at bandy or somewhere like that you know what i'm saying yeah. so uh he's super cool and super fun to talk to and super insightful just about the game whether it's college baseball um big league baseball all kind of sports uh, he's always fun to talk to love the conversation with dansby so pumped for opening day see you gonna be uh at the stadium for the home opener here uh i will i will i will be yeah i'll be there thursday um okay. and then i'll it up to Boston for the weekend to watch a little see Boston College against Georgia Tech. <clears throat> Very nice. Love it. Baseball is back. We hope you all enjoy it. You guys know the deal. New episodes every Thursday. Bonus episodes as well. Make sure you're following us on all our social channels and especially make sure you go over to YouTube. R2C2 on YouTube and you can hear a more uh, resplendent season preview. See? We'll do it again next week, man. Peace. Peace.